Thank you for listening to Two Genius, One Idiot podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Genius, One Idiot. Have a suggestion or something to say? Email us at twogeniusoneidiot at gmail.com. And now, let the games begin, motherfuckers. Ho, ho, ho. Mm. February 15th, 2020, two genies, one idiot, back at you, number six, six, uh. my friends. Yeah, so what you listeners can't see though is that as that intro music is coming in, all four of us in this room right now are just head nodding. Like it was just a street banger. <laughs> <laughs> it's our street banger. Uh, you, you goddamn right it is, Tommy. I like it. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Come on. It's a hit. Right on, right on. So I'm right Johnny on. Phoenix. Tommy Two Guns. Mike One, back at you again. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, we're coming at you with Tommy Cum Laude, a.k.a. Tommy Two Guns, a.k.a. Neo Thomas Jefferson, one of the founding fathers. But ladies, if you got daddy issues, then you found your new father. What up, Tommy? What's going on? Tommy Cum Laude. It's nice to have Easy E back on the boards today. Absolutely. No doubt. I, I gotta admit, with the with the power, I might have overused it. I had a few people tell me that uh during the last episode. Uh, to which my response is, fuck oh, all y'all. Shit. <laughs> exactly. No, it was excessive. It, it was a little bit. I'll admit that. But <sighs> you will admit that. Wow. That's big of you. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Baby steps, Mike. One. Baby that's steps. That's right. All right. So, what's... you know, Johnny, you impress me every day, man. You know, I feel like I know you, and then a new leaf is turned over, and it's just look at that. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you fail to impress me every day. So that's well... kind of where we're at. <laughs> You know, you set the bar low, it's easy to hit it every day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Why even set the bar? Just leave it on the ground. Good point. <laughs> Step over it. <laughs> I could count on Mike one to still manage to, like, trip, roll with it, do the splits. <laughs> I can do the splits. I like it. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Tommy. He likes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how y'all doing, man? So how how was your weeks? It was, uh, it was pretty good. Like um, for me, one of the highlights of my week was during our podcast uh, chat, I was managed to convince both Mike One and Tommy that Jadavian Clowney was traded to the or signed with the Colts. And <laughs> yes, you yeah. had me for 30 seconds. That's okay. That's that's thirty seconds. You you're not going to get back. That link. You <laughs> yeah. messed up by sending that stupid link. Yeah, I tried to send the link about. It. <laughs> so that I did. Was pretty good. I was really looking for. I want. I needed a picture with him in the uniform, and I couldn't find it. I I really did search for it. It just didn't work out. But I still got. Well, it, got it was me. good. It was good. I was looking all over the web trying to see if there was actually a story that was supporting your claim. Yeah, yeah, totally worth it for me. I just Googled yeah. Clowney, and then you sent that link, and that was it. 
So there's either one of two things that are happening is either A, I was fucking with you guys, or B, I called it like three and a half weeks early. So <laughs> there you go. Those are the two options in my mind. And awkward silence. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Way to leave so in. highly of himself. No, right. I'm just saying. It's, it's always it's... Miss Cleo predictions over here. Right. Call Cleo. Call Cleo. 1-800. For those who don't know, that used to be a real popular uh, psychic on TV. Right. So was it? Uh, she was. She's Jamaican, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jamaican. <laughs> she's yeah. hilarious. And you know what I heard? The scam was was that you know you would call. They'd be like, "Okay, hold on. You're like next in line," and they'd put you on hold for like an hour, and then they disconnect. But you get charged for that hour. You're on hold. Genius. Huh? That's that's messed up. It is messed up. Well, yeah, it's it's messed up. Jesus. It's genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was, I wasn't busted. claiming that it was uh, the morality of it. I was just saying that it's just hold right there. I'll be right back. Yeah, hold be clear. <laughs> yeah. You're next in line. Yeah, just, just wait. We're going to keep you on hold till Babylon going to fall. <laughs> uh, so right. uh, I heard you taking a drink earlier, Mr. Phoenix. You yes, drinking on you some? Did. Uh, yep. Actually, this, this week for me, I'm drinking uh, Fremont. Uh, Space Danger, um, mm-hmm. 7.0. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. It's, it's, um, yeah, it goes down pretty smooth. It's, it's, uh, the IBUs are pretty low on it, so it's a, a chuggable one. You can hey, drink it. Hey, can you drink it? Yeah, you can drink it. It's funny because I had to chew mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a feeling like it is, it, does it feel like it's a direct challenge to Space Dust? Space danger. Yeah. Could be. I mean, yeah, spaciness. Yeah, it depends. Like, it's definitely not as harsh, um, but it also has lower alcohol content. Um, so, yeah, the two are, are pretty comparable, though, as far as taste-wise. I, I think that I don't know who had it first, but somebody did. I don't care. Space dust is where it's at. Well, don't let me knock in my selection. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike One here. I'm sipping on Silver City's finest ripe and juicy double ipa actually i don't think it's a double ipa but it is 8.0 percent Ooh, nice pretty potent and fruity it's a hazy ipa if you're into that kind of thing which i just happen to be you know i'm allergic to citrus every time i drink it i flare up like a spitting dinosaur from jurassic <laughs> park but it doesn't matter i drink it anyways because silver city beer is that good <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're you're the uh your hoodie's flaring out a little bit like the dinosaur. <laughs> Pop that top. Yep. It's it's so it just just to clarify, that's the one um, when we went to Silver City uh, last Easter. That that's the one that you had me try, right? At the indeed it was. Oh man, that one actually is really good. Yep. Yeah, it is. Silver yeah. City, good job. Shout out. Keep up the good work, and the food is excellente. They're not Mexican food. I, I'm sorry for throwing that on there. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I don't want to mislead anybody. The culture. Well, this week I've got the Nick, uh, Ninkasi Brewing Company. Nice. <clears throat> Try Sarah Hops Double nice. IPA. It's eight percent. That's a good one. Woo-wee. It's pretty stout, but it's really good. Yep. Nice. I don't have to chew. I it. like beer. <laughs> don't have to chew it. Well, good. <laughs> it's drinkable, not chewable. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, right on. Right on. Good stuff. Thanks for good beer out there. Keep up the good work. We'll keep drinking it. <laughs> so, 
Uh, gentlemen, let's talk a little bit about some sports. How about the XFL? I'm curious about y'all's first impressions about this. I mean, what are the things you liked? What things you didn't like? Uh, yeah, what do you think? I think the way they're doing the commentary, you're hearing the coaches, the players. It's pretty fun, actually. To be honest, I was a little uh, surprised to see Cardell Jones doing as good as he's doing in the XFL. But, I mean, um, I mean overall, it's it's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed? Yeah, no, I... Um... One of the things that I, I really liked was uh, Pat McAfee was interviewing Troy Aikman, and they almost got taken out by the yeah. players. So I, I think that the access to the players on the benches and all that, um, they're definitely making it a lot more fun um, than their last go-round. I know this is – it feels fresh compared to last time. Last time it felt really gimmicky, and this time, I, from what I've seen, I don't feel that way. No, they're, they're pretty competitive too. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and I also liked how they're doing their uh, extra points where you got – you know, the one point, two point, three yeah, point where you yeah. can line up. That's like yeah, it is fresh. It's nice to see. What do you think about the kickoff? That's cool too. I think yeah. it's gonna prevent injuries. I think that's something the NFL should probably start looking at adopting. Yeah. I that, agree. Well, you, I, oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, do you uh, do you think that uh, the XFL can be a training league, like a triple A level for the for the NFL? Yeah, and that's, I think, a couple episodes ago I said it would be nice to see if we could actually make the XFL like that, you know, be the farm league for the NFL because, I mean, you see the way some of these guys were playing last week. I mean, they're playing like they want to get to that that spot up in the NFL. Right, right. They're definitely putting it out there on the line, and they're not making as much money, so they're – it's – those guys are risking it. I I really liked what they've been putting on the field. It's definitely fun. Um, I think it it definitely feels more sustainable this time, but we'll see today's the – Second week, and if I remember, you were checking out one of the games right before we started today, right? Yep, it's on right now. DC, DC, and New York, both undefeated, one and no teams. DC's shutting them out, twelve nothing right now, though. Yeah, DC's been playing really good. That's that's back to that Cardale Jones. He's yeah. yeah. I think last week he had two hundred sixty-five yards, sixteen for twenty-six, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I do think the level of play. It's probably about triple-A level, semi-pro level. I don't think it's at all at an NFL level. And I think that's why you see a lot of these ex-NFL players excelling uh, in this league. But the players are putting it on the line. I agree. I think that this time around, the XFL has a little bit more legitimacy behind it. I mean, they got Dean Blandino, who's the uh, head of officiating for the XFL. You know, he works with the NFL all the time, right? Right, and, they, they tried hard to bring in a lot of NFL perspectives on this with personnel and, right. you know. And if I remember correctly, I think that the uh, their extra point system actually did come from a proposed rule change at the NFL, but they rejected it. Mm. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll come up with the same with the kickoff. I think all of these are kind of ideas that they the NFL deemed was too extreme of a change from their current format. But right. I mean, the XFL has the freedom uh, in their newness to just. Give it a shot, see if it works. And so far, I think it is. Yeah. And, and I think from behind the scenes, they're really investing in this as well. Because, uh, like, from the Fox side, they got two, uh, the director and producer, uh, Chuck McDonald. He was the producer for Fox College Football. And Rich Russo uh, did the Super Bowl. So, like, they're pulling out their top guys to really try to make this go. So they're really, really investing on it. And I agree. Last time they, you know, they brought it, it was very gimmicky. It was all about the WWF back then, Vince McMahon, and, you know, I don't know what these guys are getting paid. Do you know what their salaries are? 
I wanted to say that they'll make, I, I think it was an average of like 50, 58 a year. Yeah, something okay. like that. Okay. So definitely not to the NFL level, but I got to start somewhere, and they're getting paid to play a game that a lot of them, a game that they love, and it's an extension of their careers, be it NFL or uh, college. So, you know, good mm. for them. Yeah, Probably the average salary is around 55000 but Okay. You know, like the top players, they can earn more, obviously. Yeah. Right. Shout out Seattle Dragons, home <clears throat> opener this weekend. That's, That's right. right. One and a half point underdogs. Don't matter. That's just because they lost once. That's why. But I think DC is going to prove themselves. I, I, that's who they played last week, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is. Uh, they, they're going to set themselves apart, man. Especially, it sounds like they're already beaten up on New York. I, I think they're actually a good team. And like you said, it's Cardell Jones making well, a big and, difference. Uh, Cardell Jones. I forget the kid's name. His, his mom just passed this week, and he's still playing this game. But uh, he played with the Steelers for two years too. Hmm. Mm. I don't remember That's who that what's is. up. Landry Jones? No. No, mm-hmm. it's a receiver that Cardell Jones is throwing to. Oh, oh. Um, oh, I can't remember. I know that one of the teams picked up uh, Callaway from uh, yeah, Cleveland. Not... Yeah, well, I mean, even then it wouldn't matter because he wasn't in it last week. But the one thing I do like about the XFL is that um, with these players, they are not wasting time. Like if you – a couple of players that had bad games last week, they were – they're um, – they basically got cut. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, true. They just pulled Eli the trigger Rogers. real quick. Eli Rogers, that receiver that Jones is throwing to. Yeah. Okay. And like uh, Matt Elam, he was a first round pick for the Ravens back in 2013. I mean, he's a defender. He's a safety <laughs> for the DC defenders, right? Right. Right. So, well, I mean, there's some legitimate players playing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hopefully that they can, they'll use this platform, you know, and like, uh, we were talking about like the uh, the Super Bowl with the running backs that weren't, you know, they didn't have those big paydays like Gurley does, and it's nice to right. see these guys that are hungry just putting it all on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> Agreed. Uh, yeah, yeah so, that was know, one. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You finish. Well, thought. yeah, like I was saying, is it was just uh, it's good to, uh, unlike the NFL with their their contracts being so large, it seems like they stick with those players longer than they should. And in this case, they don't have to do that. As soon as they show those flashes that they they're not going to do what they expect, then they're just gone. They're, and right. I, I personally like that. I think it cuts through a lot of the bullshit and lets them know where they stand. And hey, you sh- maybe you shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> right. And I'm wondering to see, you know, after the ten games, what the lay of the land is going to look like. Uh, you know, maybe it'll be a good example of how the NFL could potentially shorten the season. I know that players have talked about that. Yeah, maybe even just just you know eliminating a couple of the preseason games. Yeah, because how many talk. times do they have you seen a player get lost for the entire season during that time? It's right it happens quite often. Too yeah, too much. Right, but you also have them flukes in training camps and yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it that, can happen anytime. It's true. Right. It could happen like remember with DC when he stepped back and tore up his knee. Was that him who did that during like right after an interview? They stood up uh, at a presser and he rolled his knee and like tore something in it. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember that. Eh, I could have made it up. <laughs> oh right. All right. I like that. I like it. That's good. I like it. I like it. There you go. <laughs> All right. So. Um, yeah, so the XFL doing good well. Uh, so one of the things that we did is uh, uh, 
we've been asking our listeners for some feedback and for them to ask us questions. So I actually do have one from uh, an Instagram follower. It's Mr. Lamar C. Steelers. Steelers. And the question was, do you think Belichick wants Brady to sign with another team so he can have success coaching with the Patriots and cement his coaching legacy? What's your thoughts on this one, Mike? One. Wow. I mean, that's a really cool question. Like, that's good. Um, I think personally, I don't know that he really cares about that kind of stuff. I think Belichick is just a machine and he just doesn't care. I think whether it's with Brady or not, I don't think he cares. During I think the Super Brady Bowl, cares more about it. During the Super Bowl, I, I disagree with you because during the Super Bowl when he flashed all those rings during the Hall of Fame announcement, right. I think the guy definitely cares about his legacy. Oh, I agree, but I mean, he cares about the rings. I don't think he cares about the players. Like as a coach, you know, you get you get credit for leading the team. You know, the the I don't believe coaches are held to a different standard with the players they have on their team. Like as a coach, you either have rings or you don't. I don't think it's like, oh, well, you got a ring because you had this player on your team. It's like, no, this coach has this many rings, period, and that's the end of it. And I don't think Belichick cares who he wins them with. He just wants to win them. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, uh, I mean, obviously Belichick's coaching legacy is already set in stone, right? Right. Um, I I would like to think a part of him wants to prove that he didn't need Brady to get all those rings. Um, But I, I think it would be the same thing with Brady, too, thinking that he doesn't need Belichick. But then again, Belichick's great at developing players. Yeah. He's amazing at developing players, so I think that, you know, maybe one or two less, but I think he would still have a few rings. Right, and then um, the other part of it is that when he, uh, prior to going to the Patriots, he actually set up that team um, that was the Browns, and then they moved to Baltimore and became the Ravens. That team was Bill Belichick's team. Yeah. So, right. I mean, if anything, he proved it right there, and they didn't have a great quarterback. I think it was, uh, oh, dude, what was Trent Dilfer was their quarterback and he was able to lead them to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, right. that's right. I think whenever, you know, whenever I have discussions with people that are not Patriots fans, you know, not from the hub, um, you know, and and we talk about the Patriots, we always say, you know, well Brady's great, but it's because he's in that system. That's why he's been able to excel is because he's in this system that Belichick has for him. Right. And I think it's a proven system. And I think the pressure is actually more on Brady to prove that he doesn't need Belichick than for Belichick to prove he didn't need Brady. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Another then if you flip the question, do we think that Brady wants the same opp- opportunity? Absolutely. Yeah. That guy's ego is huge. See, so but he wants to prove that he didn't need <laughs> Belichick. I don't think he's going to leave, though. Yeah, I don't think so either. But, I mean, as a Dolphins fan, it's, it's always been a struggle. Um, like, when Brady first took over and became the starter there um, and then started winning a couple, at first I really, really hated him with the passion, him and Belichick. And then as time wore on, you get into the second decade of this dynasty. And it, it was just one of those things where it started to turn around for me to where I actually knew what I was seeing is probably not going to happen again. Um, so history was being made during it, and it went from a deep hatred to actually kind of respect him now. And the fact that he's, you know, Belichick, when Cassell uh, stepped in for an injured Brady, they still 
I believe they went um, 11 and 5, but didn't make the playoffs because the Dolphins kept them out. <laughs> Shout out, Dolphins. Um, and it, I just uh, think it's appropriate that they might have, the Dolphins might have been the ones who ended their dynasty this time. I think the moral of the story right there is that Johnny Phoenix had a moment of growth <laughs> where he, he he realized like he, his mind was open, his third eye, the chakra. <laughs> I think that no, it was a bunion. It's fine. I got to take. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, either way, at least you figured it out. That's good. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, definitely, though, that's it's a good subject. Uh, please submit your questions to us, and we'll shout you out um, on the podcast. And uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I was trying to build that up. So please, as soon as you uh, got anything on your mind, want us to talk about it, let us know. Yeah. Two genius, one idiot. At gmail.com is another option as well. You can shoot us an email. So, yeah, definitely reach out, interact. We would love to interact with you on social media via email. Don't be shy. We're going to get a page up on Facebook that's two genius, one idiot. Marcus is the idiot. That's, uh, I don't know who Marcus is, but please continue. <laughs> yeah, so shout out Mr. Lamar C. Steelers. Um, thanks for the question. <laughs> yeah, please, please uh, keep them coming. I think. That's awesome. Thanks for being the first of many. Yeah, I think that this is a perfect opportunity. Tommy, with that little interaction, is I've decided that you're just maybe not cutting it. If you can't cut the mustard, then you're out with the <laughs> Nice setup. Nice setup. <laughs> you give me five bucks for that. No, that's free of charge. Uh, free of charge. Hold yeah. on, let me take another drink of this beer real quick. Beer break. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, you, you, you made it look... You made it look good. Way to go, Mike. It was delicious, man. It was delicious. <laughs> Let me right. tell you. Look and right. sounded well, good. We'll pivot on. We'll stick with the football theme, but let's switch to a little NFL. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> we got this. Soundboard all the way. Uh, that's right. <laughs> all right, so one of the big stories coming out this week was uh, Miles Garrett was been officially uh, reinstated. For those of you who don't know, uh, back in uh, towards the tail end of the season, it was a game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns in which uh, Miles got into an altercation with Mason Rudolph, which ended with him swinging and hitting him in the head with his own helmet. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we feel about him being reinstated? Like, is is it the um, – do we think the punishment matched the crime? What, what What's your thoughts on that, Tommy? Um. I mean, football is such a contact sport, and emotions run high. Things happen. Mistakes happen. Um, I don't think this decided the outcome of the game, and I think he's been suspended longer than some people that have caused a different outcome of the game, whether it be, you know, the Patriots, Brady getting his four-game suspension. I mean, it's done and over with. Let's move on, you know? Right. See, yeah. my thoughts on it is that um, if you take it, it, it was on a primetime game, if I remember. I think it was the it was. Sunday night game. So a lot of viewers on it. Was it Monday um, night? It might have been a Monday night. It was night. a Monday night game, I think. It was either, either it was Sunday Monday. or Monday night because I remember the, the being night. So there you go. Um, with that being Thanks. said, is if, if he did the same thing to someone on the street, he'd be serving a stretch right now in a prison. So, I mean, the potential for injury, obviously, it didn't turn into a big deal. 
Uh, but it, it was there and there was an in, intent. And then he's kind of stuck to this story that uh, he used a racial slur. Now, nobody on the field has confirmed that. And yet Miles is sticking to it. Now, if, if that is true, um, you know, you're you're an adult, man. This is you can't just haul off and, and react like that. You have to take uh, responsibility for your actions. And it's I, I thought it was ridiculous, man. I I don't think. I don't think his suspension was long enough to be completely honest. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think they should have okay. suspended him longer. Um, and really, uh, you know, the Roger Goodell is all about making examples out of players specifically, like he said, uh, like Tom two gun said with Brady, I think that what right. miles Garrett did was way worse than what Brady's anything Brady's done or Belichick yeah. for that matter. So he's, I don't think the punishment fit the crime. I think that his suspension should have been longer. Maybe, okay. maybe uh, honestly half the season, Really, half yeah. the season, yeah. So the, I mean, the six games it. he missed plus another half season. Yes. Wow. Really? Yeah, because I think, I think an example has to be made, man. That you, you guys are paid to play a game, and you know, there's lots of eyes watching you. There's kids watching, and uh, you know, you have to set an example. There are head, they whether they want to be role models or not, they are. And Miles Garrett kind of had a, a poster child, face of the franchise, great player on and off the field image. And he he totally uh, destroyed that. It's, it's kind of similar to the uh, Jesse, Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Just kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I say I think that the six games was sufficient. I agree with Tommy that this is a game that's very physical. Uh, it's combat sport. Emotions run high. I think that these are elite athletes that are also entertainers. And uh, as bad as it was. It was very entertaining to watch, and we talked about it for a long time. We're still talking about it. I think Miles Garrett has learned his lesson. I think if he does something like that again, then absolutely he should be banned for a whole season. Now, do you think that because it was Mason Rudolph uh, kind of a backup to a backup that that's part of the reason why he didn't get as harsh of a suspension maybe? Like let's say if it's – No, I think it's Miles Garrett. He's a big name. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big name. And the other thing to this is – had it not been Miles Garrett, said it would say let's just say it would have been like a Bills lineman, right? That nobody's heard of. Right. Do you think it was as big of a story as this was? Probably well, not. Well, keep in mind, Richie Incognito bullied somebody and they suspended him for like they basically ended his career. It was indefinite suspension. He came back after I think that wasn't his first thing though. Right. Okay. That that is true. That's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think no matter who it was that got hit, it would have been a big deal because of the platform that it happened on. Yeah. But I don't think it would have been as big of a deal because it was Garrett. If Sue would have done this, it would have been a huge deal too. You know what I'm saying? I think it's all about the name. Yeah, maybe. That's true though. I mean, yeah, if it was Sue that did that, I mean, it would be all over. He's a dirty player. He's always been a dirty player. You know, there would be that kind of talk going on all over the place. Right. Yeah, so so does does this label Miles as a uh, dirty player from now now on? You By think, your or? perspective, absolutely. Yeah, I mean he's got the potential. <laughs> he's got the the potential's there, man. Once you do it, it's. I don't know if it, if it starts to become a habit or we see something else after this, then yeah, I would I would say that. But to this one, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, chalking it up as heat of the moment. Let's move on. All right, all right, that's fair. I want to label him after one incident. <clears throat> Yeah, and I think, and I respectfully disagree. Uh, I, you did refer to it as a combat sport. I think you meant contact sport, but oh well, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, with Miles Garrett involved, apparently it is. So there you go. 
Free for all, baby. <laughs> Free for all. And, you know, I do believe, though, I don't believe uh, Mason Rudolph made a, a racial slur only because I don't think he's that dumb. Like, I think Mason looks like a square. I don't think he would do that because he's not that dumb. So you're making the claim that Mason Rudolph doesn't look like a racist is what you're saying? Well, no, yeah, he's, he's a minority. Not that, that dumb. Oh, okay. Is he white? I don't know if he's white. I don't know if he's yeah, not. He is. Yeah, he is. Uh, he looks like a good old boy. Yeah, he does, but well, I, he I just don't think he's a good career at Oklahoma State. He did. He did. He's stupid oh, enough. The, to the rival. Like that, uh, Rudolph. Yeah. The to rival. Garrett. So how do you feel? Does that make you? I think Garrett should have made contact. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Man. Nice. Excellent. All right. So you want to lead us into the next yeah. segment? Sure. Yeah. So next, we're going to go into a segment we like to call Arguing with Idiots. The best part was her mustache. The best part was her mustache. <laughs> uh, I, who, That's, I, I where did that I, come from? I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, all this criticism of me on the board. <laughs> I didn't push it. I, know. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I do, but I didn't push it. All right. So uh, we basically, as a, as a team, came up with um, – a list of players that we think could benefit from a change of scenery. And uh, each of us is going to make the case for the players we selected. Uh, I, I think that you should lead us off, Mike. All right, cool. Well, the first player that I was uh, considering when we were talking about a fresh start for a new season, for a new team, new system, was uh, Andy the Red Rocket Dalton. I think that uh, Dalton and the Bengals, uh, I think it's been a slow slide in the wrong direction for the past few seasons. I think Dalton wants to be a starter, and I think that the Bengals have decided to go a different direction, and I think it's time for Dalton to go somewhere else. Right, and it seems like every time that his starting job is is challenged, um, he rises to that because you remember they had A.J. McCarron, all, all of these guys were supposed to take over, and every single time he's fought back and won his starting position. It hasn't helped that it, the coaching carousel that they've been on. I definitely think he could be a viable option for a different team for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, and then one Tommy, of the ones... what do you think? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, you got your, anything to add to that? To your Andy Dalton, I th- uh, think I'd like to see him in Buffalo and sit the rookie oh. for a year and get him to learn. I'm That's a good idea. I'm a Josh, Josh Allen? Yeah. Well, he's got two seasons under his belt nah, as a starter. Still thinking he would benefit from I'm watching getting, Dalton? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate when rookies come in and they're expected to start. I think that does a lot for their development. And right. I would like to see somebody like Dalton. I mean, Bills can be a great team. Yeah, I think he would be a good fit for them. Well, see, for what you're what you're describing though is that uh, it, it would be the Bengals have the first pick, so they're probably going to pick Joe Burrow. So really, the yeah. scenario you're describing would match the Bengals. Really, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, a Carson man, or I'm sorry, Andy. He just hasn't. Uh, as long as they've stuck with him, he just hasn't taken him to the land. Right. I think he starts to play better as soon as he's got someone challenging him. Right. But usually well, they're in the contention by then. So. I feel like he's had his chance. It's time to go. For sure. For sure. All right. So then, one of the guys that I chose that could benefit for a change of scenery was uh, Cam Newton. 
I think that mm. with uh, Kyle Allen's success this past season, they proved that they can win without him. I think that they mm. for you know his MVP season seems like a real distant, um, a real distant uh, memory. Memory, yeah. At this point, like it. So um, I'd like to see him maybe go to uh, one of those teams that was kind of on the cusp. It just needed a quarterback kind of to get over it. And okay. um, uh, one of the things that comes to mind, honestly, Jacksonville. I think he'd do well in Jacksonville. I could agree with that. Yeah. yeah he got... would. He would. I just don't know that Jacksonville would want to get rid of Gardner. Yeah, same thing, though, is that you could, you could have him uh, sit behind Cam Newton for a little bit. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that, too, because I think uh, he's another one that needs time to develop more. I mean, as much as I don't like Newton or his antics, I mean, he knows how to play the game. He's good at it. Yeah. He's a big dude. A big dude. Mom, turn your TV down. <laughs> the door was even louder. I was like, damn. Can you hear me? <coughs> Ma! Cheesy post. Ma! Meatloaf. Mom, Meatloaf. Turn, your, turn your TV down. No, no. we... Yes! We're picking it up on there. <laughs> Turn your goddamn TV down now. <laughs> Don't make me get out the chair. Get the hose again. <laughs> I can't believe this is real life right now. Come on. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm glad Chavis is here to witness this. <laughs> Turn it <laughs> no, it's like Blair. You were asleep, weren't you? That's even worse. <laughs> All right. So as far as Cam Newton goes, Cam I Newton. think, uh, yeah, I think they're probably ready to move on. You know, uh, Rivera's gone. They got a new coach working with their quarterback, and you got Christian McCaffrey. And I think McCaffrey is going to be uh, good for any quarterback there. Uh, but I think the one they got now is going to be just fine. What's his name? Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. It is Allen. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I feel bad for McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I do. He, <laughs> have some... he is an amazing player. He just got left alone. Yeah, yeah. He did. They're putting a lot of a lot of wear on those tires right now. Yeah. For not much results. Like, they, they didn't even make the playoffs or nothing. They should have, though. They, they, they're definitely a playoff team. And then losing. Yeah, but when his contract's up, I mean, he's going to have the power. Yeah, yeah, but then they lost Keekly too, so I don't know, man. They're definitely in rebuilding mode. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that maybe what do you think about Cam going to uh, Washington following Ron Rivera? Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, because Dwayne Haskins didn't look like shit, and then uh, what's his name? Isn't Alex Smith supposed to be coming back? Or yeah, Alex Smith supposed to be coming back. Now that you brought up the Redskins, that brings me into mine. All right, let's talk about it. And this is this is purely selfish reasons because I think. uh, Oh, here we go. Paul Richardson needs a change from the Redskins. Well, where should okay. he go, Tommy? Well, it's funny you ask. <laughs> I think he needs to come back home, back to a better change of scenery up here in the PNW. Washington? Yep, Washington. Yeah, PNW. Penis not washed. <laughs> That's disgusting. Wow. I'm, I'm, wow. I can't believe you even thought of that. Hey, I, I think we might even have a, a sound clip for no, that one, possibly. Don't. I swear to God. <laughs> Oh, man. 
Dang it. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think uh, with the way that the Redskins are going right now, if they – I think a guy with Richardson's caliber, I mean, he's – I think he's severely underrated. Um, yeah. I'd like to see him come back here to help out Lockett since, you know, we lost Baldwin and uh, help form Metcalf. And um, so, you know, we can – I think we'd have one of the better receiving cores in the NFL if that was the case. Yeah, possibly. Okay. That plus he kind of got lost in the fray uh, with McLaren really emerging right. in, in Washington. So I, I think he's definitely not going to get the starting position that he wants there. No. Word. I dig it. I dig it. All right, Mikey. All right. Who, who All right. Let me go. My next one that I got uh, is Nick Foles, another quarterback. I think Ham and uh, the Jaguars are just not a good fit. You know, they benched Minshew, brought Foles in, and the offense stumbled and stuttered. Uh, they benched Foles, brought Minshew, and the offense instantly responded to him. So they definitely have better chemistry with Minshew. I think uh, he's more of a draw for fans because he's kind of got a little following. Yeah, for sure. He's got that stupid porn stash that he's got. <laughs> right. But people he's love from him, though, man. Eastern Washington. Yeah. Right. It's good to see him doing, go, doing well, man, for sure. Right. However, Foles has a huge contract. Yes. That'd so I'm hard. not sure, you know, is there a team out there desperate enough to pay $22 million for Nick Foles? I don't know. Well, I think that... Um, the Dolphins. Yeah. I don't think they'll... Uh, but I don't think that they'll actually... Uh, the Dolphins will pick up his contract purely to, to buy a pick is what I think they're going to do. They I don't think they'll actually keep him as a player. Okay. Yeah, because they got Fitzpatrick, and then more than likely we'll have a quarterback in the draft. There'll be no room on him for that. In that would, you team. Rather, would you rather have Foles or Fitzpatrick? Oh, Fitzpatrick all the way. Really? really? Yeah, Fitzpatrick is a stud, man. Man, he's not consistent, though. He starts out hot, and then he falters. Yeah, yeah that's true. But Foles is... Um, <laughs> I like a lot of regular season wins. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Nah, I'm, I do think that we we were probably one of the only options to pick up that contract, though. Mm. And we'll do it to get another pick. I can see that happening. Yeah. Bargaining chip. Yeah, I remember they did it a while back with, uh, what was it, Osweiler. Um, yeah, that's right. Ended up in Denver. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was Cleveland. a big bust. Yeah, that guy should have been something amazing. Yeah. At the height. Body, everything, and just man, I guess that just shows how hard that position is. Yeah, because I remember uh, I saw him play um, in Miami when I watched him play Chicago, um, and it was the beginning of the fans were pretty hyped about it being Brocktober, and then it ended up being a bust. Yeah. <laughs> Bustober. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one of the guys I think that could benefit from a uh, change of scenery would be Marcus Mariota. Um, I think Ooh, that Tennessee yeah. has moved on from him um, with uh, Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah, Tannehill's yeah. probably going to get a fat contract. <clears throat> I don't think that Marcus's contract is actually all that big. I think he's still playing under his rookie deal. Possibly. possibly. Yeah. I think so. I think that he's he's going to be a bargain for somebody. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think he could benefit from it though. Because where he's, does he go? Where does he go? Um, honestly, no, this is. Uh, I think that he should go to the Cowboys, and I think that they could the Cowboys organization could use it as a bargaining chip uh, to maybe soften Dak's contract if he knows that they've got a viable backup. That that's what if if I was you know Jerry Jones I'd bring him in. So, I think Mariota goes to the Raiders. 
Really? I think so. I think they're going to get away from uh, Carr. I don't think Carr's going to be their answer. I think they're going to go away from him. So, to you, Johnny, uh, 2019 was the final year of Mariota's contract. Oh, this year then? Yeah. Yeah. It was $20.9 million. Ouch. Yeah. It's a hell of a payday to ride the pine. (laughs) Yeah. And to Mike One's point with Mariota to go to the Raiders, I could see that, and I was going to say Derek Carr was a fresh start to to leave the Raiders. Um, I think – I don't think the the system with the Raiders fits Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, he's another I agree. Uh, he's another undervalued quarterback in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um like his haircut decisions, Al Davis has been horrible with bringing Jeez Louise. Yes. That guy looks like a wax figure. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> For um, sure. But I do think where Carr would benefit would be with the Bucks. I think that's a system that he could fit into the mm-hmm. pass heavy. They got a good line. Um, if you get rid of Mr. 30 for 30, even though he just had LASIK surgery, I, I, <laughs> still, yeah. I, I think that's the fit that would do Carr the best. Yeah, um, yeah and I think that's same with uh, with Winston as well. His, I think he's still riding his rookie contract too because him and Mariota were the same draft. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. His, his rookie contract is now up, and that's why he was saying that he wanted all this money. Yeah. Yeah, but do you think that <laughs> to that point, do you think his uh, eyesight had anything to do with all those interceptions? <laughs> yes. I don't know, man. For every touchdown he threw, he had an interception. Yeah. Look, yeah. Arians was quoted as saying he can't read the scoreboard, but he can see the guys in front of him, so he's all right. <laughs> so that us. explains why his short passes are okay. <laughs> you win. He'd right. be like, Fucking shit. Yeah, you'd be mistakenly be like, oh, so dude, next, are next we up by like 10 points? interceptions. Yeah. That's right. Improvement. Yeah, that's right. Only LASIK 25. LASIK doctors like, can I get a uh, a testimonial from you? <laughs> right. And I don't know that um, Derek Carr would take the – or is it yeah, Derek Carr? He, look, I keep confusing him with uh, his Carr. brother. Yeah, yeah. Brother? He uh, got beat up at the Texans? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't do oh, him oh, any huh? favors for sure. I At think all. that he would benefit from going to uh, to the Patriots. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if they could work out that contract, but uh, you know, play behind Tom Brady as a backup, and then get ready to take over that offense after you know, because Brady's got a short shelf life at this point. Yeah, he's got like, I think, two more years. Yeah, and then I think that if he he went in there in because um, Derek Carr is younger, he's got a good arm, he's a little more mobile than Tom Brady. Um, I think he could plug into that system and be just fine. Maybe win a ring. I could see that. That would be good. That would be good. I just don't know. If, I just don't know. I just don't know that, if Mike? Belichick would bring somebody in. Sorry, I was watching the XFL. It was a, well, that's just a testament to their product. Is it zoned you out, dude? I was looking at you. I thought you might have froze for a second. I was like, what's wrong with this guy? No, it was, was the offensive on the screen to say buffering. I was, to see what the yeah, I was waiting for the ring of death. The ring of death saying buffering. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking shit. Fucking shit. All right. So, right. who you got up next, Mike? Who could benefit? Uh, the last one is David Johnson. I think David Johnson is a beast. He's a great running back, uh, but he had less than 800 yards this last season. I think he needs a new system. I think that uh, either uh, going to Tampa Bay where he can be reunited with Bruce Arians or maybe a good fit for him would be going to the Rams. Yeah, yeah. because do you think that the Rams are going to unload Todd Gurley? 
I do. I think Todd Gurley needs to see somewhere else too. I didn't put him on my list, but yeah. I could see him being a refresh. Yeah, well, I think that. Uh, oh man, yeah, that that would definitely. I who, don't even know if that'd be a downgrade to so go from. Who would you really? Who do you think would honestly need David Johnson? Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. He said the Rams. No, I know. I'm, I'm asking you. Oh, okay. Um, that's a tough one, man. Um, I don't think the Rams need him. Well, I think that they couldn't keep him and. Um, and Gurley just they'd split too many carries. Same thing like happened in Arizona with uh, Kenyon Drake coming in. Right. So right now it looks like because uh, Kenyon Drake's great out of the backfield. I mean, it's weird because him and David Johnson are pretty similar, even like in size and speed. And so they got a much cheaper version of. Well, no, not really, because David Johnson's still under his rookie contract too. So he's probably going to look for a big payday. Send him mm-hmm. to Buffalo. Wow. I I could see him going maybe to. Um, the Jets would be a good fit. Get rid of yeah, because yeah, I think that the Jets are going to get rid of Le'Veon, but I think that yeah, he rode the bench. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so I don't know, did. man. I yeah. really David Johnson's a tough one for me. I I'd like to see him. Uh, what about know. you, two guns? You got an idea? Yeah. Uh, I, I could see him going to the Jets or the the Bills. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Bills got uh, Singletary. He's pretty good. Might be good to have another uh, pass catching back there. What about the Dolphins? No. Uh, mm, nah, I think we'll draft a running back. I, th- I think that David Johnson uh, it definitely. Why why go with him when we had Kenyon Drake, who's a similar player, and we had him on under his rookie contract? If we were going to go that route, we probably would have just stuck with him. You know, mm, he knew he okay. knew the system, so. Yeah. Right on. I honestly, I could I hate to say it, but I could see him going to somewhere like the Patriots, man. And I, I know I've been big on that, but they, a lot of these players, they'll take the pay cut to have a shot with a ring, you know. And right, play. at That's this true. point, there's a lot of people that want to play with Tom Brady before he retires, man. The dude's gonna go down as the goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So You're I, right. I could see that maybe. Nice. All right. So the guy who I think could benefit from a uh, change of scenery. Uh, might even be on his couch watching the games, uh, is <laughs> Xavier Rhodes from the Minnesota Vikings. He got burnt mm-hmm. pretty bad. And uh, I think it, he used to be a real dominant shutdown corner, and then this year he gave up. Um, I think he was a league high in uh, passer rating against him. Um, and he's just not he, – he's not – um, aware enough to stay relevant in that Vikings defense because the Vikings defense has some really really solid players and I think he's a liability on there. So yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean I think that their defense plays a lot of man man on man man coverage. Yeah, and he's more uh, of a so zone corner too. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And you know what's funny is I I could actually see him going to San Francisco, playing hmm. zone on the other side of uh, Richard Sherman. And getting burnt there too. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is though, is that uh, Richard Sherman has always played zone, and uh, Xavier Rhodes has always played man to man. So I think that um, if he went there, he would get the chance to play zone, and I think he would benefit from that greatly because he still got some of those cover skills. There's just not enough to keep up with uh, those the other team's top receiver anymore. I think he would. He he would benefit from playing zone to be well, completely he honest. He's like Sherman though. He's got to keep the defender between him and the sidelines. Right, right. But that's <clears> and again, that's San Francisco. They run a lot of zone, so yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. Okay. I'm saying right. yeah. Cool. 
Peace. Uh, my pick would get is uh, Sidney Jones from the Eagles. Ooh. Ooh. The UW product. Yeah. I, I mean, had it not been for injuries, this I think he would be the one of the premier corners of the, this league. True story. Um, I think if he can come back healthy, I think a good fit would be the Lions. Um, after they got screw the Lions. After they got rid of Diggs. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's. I don't know. You guys think he should go somewhere else? Uh, yeah, I think actually, I'd I'd like to see him go to uh the Packers. Actually, I really? was gonna say that too. Yeah, I think he, he would play well because he'd reunite with Kevin King, who he played with at yep. UW. So, right, yep. but I don't. I yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think the is that is that a need for you guys, Mike One? Oh yeah, we can always use that. Yeah. Always. Yeah, they've they've seen them get burnt a couple times. They've. Oh yes. Uh, we had we had one of them that just retired, yeah. and you know we have a couple that might be up for free agency. So I think getting a solid one in now would be great. Yeah, and Sidney Jones is super underrated. He's so he's really really good too. Yeah, it's just been the injuries that have killed yeah, him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. So I, I think that if you guys could pick him up, you might even get a discount on him because of all those injuries. So. Right. Probably and, you know, like we got Amos and stuff from the Bears that we signed a couple of years ago. He's a leader in the back in the back or in the secondary. Uh, so I think it'd be great. I think it'd be a great fit. Right on, right on. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta. Heck yeah. All right. So I, I Tommy, think, you got one more? No, I think that's it. I think that's all three of them. Yeah, that's all three of them. Yeah. All right. Well done, team. Look at that. I lost count. <laughs> you were so engaged that you lost count. I like. It. Uh, yeah, it was fun. There's a lot more I could have brought up and talked about, but we'll move on. I don't want to bore our listeners, you know, because right uh, right it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But yeah, okay. Well, let's do a little rapid fire real quick, y'all. You down for that? Let's do it. All right, all right. Johnny Phoenix. Yes, sir. Give me your thoughts on Antonio Brown. Hate him. <laughs> Tommy Two Guns, how you feeling about him? Well, he's making his apology tour, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, sounds Definitely fake. Is. Hey, we saw some from Ian Rappaport, right, saying that uh, him and the Raiders might be close to a deal. I think that that was a fake meme. It what should a, be. It's not a fake meme. It should be a fake. But meme. what did I tell you about Al Davis's haircut? Yeah, that's true. Bad decisions. Bad decisions. Right. Yeah, like why? Why, dude? They he screwed them so bad. Um, yeah. in such a short amount of time, like it was astounding how fast he screwed them and was like, peace, I'm out. And then they would even consider having him back. I don't know. Because it's all about the business. Look, they know that he would bring benefit on the field. Yeah, but he still got, he, and he draw. presents so much risk as far as, uh, all of his off the field stuff. He, he's, you know, he got all these accusers and all that stuff and he's not Trump. So he's not going to get away with it. Yeah. As my great grandpa <laughs> used to say. If you don't take the risk, you'll never get the reward. Since when? I thought you were Irish. Since when are you Scottish? <laughs> so ah. We've got a Scottish, Irish, Korean farmer. Korean farmer. Look, you know. What are, what are you right. growing, kimchi? And cheese curds. <laughs> don't grow kimchi. You make kimchi. This guy. Look. I, Just growing fermented cabbage. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of the process. I just, you, so far, everything that you've done has been super unique and specific to your skill set. Mike, which is much growing kimchi. It's <laughs> farm right. strength from all that cabbage. That's right. Can't believe that. Farm <laughs> strength and gas. That's, right. <laughs> Come on, so that's all about the methane. 
<laughs> All right. How about how about quick quickly rapid fire Tommy Two Guns? Where's Philip Rivers going? To a clinic, clinic to get a vasectomy. That's where he's going. <laughs> no, I, I see him heading up with the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. Ooh, that's wow. interesting. All right. What about you, Johnny? Uh, phew, man, that guy. I don't know. He should follow Eli and just retire. But he just not. relocated his family to Florida. He's got too many kids to retire. Yeah, that's I true. I agree with that. See, that's what I'm saying. The vasectomy can come handy. Uh, I think it'll be with that. the Dolphins. What's that? No. Really? No, he ain't going to Dolphins. No. It's not with the Dolphins. Let's go. No, no, no. Let's get it. Oh, that would be great. I would love to see Rivers in a Dolphins jersey. Uh, you might see me boycott that season, man. I, I would I, love. I, only because I know that, you're that, that case, Rivers. That case Rivers to the Dolphins. I want him Come to boycott. On. He did this. In that case Hashtag. Rivers to the Dolphins. <laughs> I don't right. like the Dolphins this year. <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm a Niners fan now. That's right. <laughs> and then when you ask him about it after he's talking all that crap, I don't care. I don't. That's yeah. right. It's like, I don't really care. How do you feel about that, Johnny? <laughs> Meh, I don't care. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What can I say? I stand on my principles. <laughs> Come on, Rivers to the Dolphins. Let's get it. Yeah. Oh, uh, be great. The Dolphins are swimming up the river. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I honestly, he's how many years do you think he actually has left to play? Four, four. Okay, I think so, so, yeah. so it would have to be a win now situation. Well, I guess they could build him four, but I man, just retire, dude. Nah, he's one of the dolphins. <laughs> okay, God, I'm gonna be so pissed if he does, man. <laughs> I really will be mad about it. Me and Mike Warner are just gonna, love yeah. It. Yeah, Why? I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as a hashtag on every post on Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> rivers to my dolphins. <laughs> rivers to the dolphins. Uh, that's great. All right, how about Tom Brady, real quick? Do you guys think he's gonna stay in New England? Yes. Uh, if he doesn't, I mean, I could see it go either way. But if he doesn't, I think he goes to the Raiders. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's in Vegas and it's gonna be a big draw. Right. It's a good fit. Yeah. It's a good fit. Well, right now they're I don't know that they're necessarily uh well, I don't know. Did Tom Brady a upgrade or downgrade from Derek? Upgrade. I think it's a downgrade. I think it's upgrade. Yeah. I, I think that they'll do better with Carr than they will with um you know. <laughs> Who knows? This, <laughs> the this goat. Move might give him the hope though. Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely think that temporarily it'd be a upgrade. I think you get Tom's last couple seasons. He definitely would have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I think that the competition is less in. Well, okay. I guess he'd be in the same uh, conference as Mahomes. Yeah. I definitely think it'd be a good draw, though. Brady. I don't think their offensive line is good enough to protect him. No, they're pretty good, man. They are. They're actually pretty good. I have to protect a fragile QB like him, though. Fragile QB. (laughs) Well, I know, man. He's weighed down by all six of those rings. It's it's valid. It's valid. <laughs> yeah. but like I'm one of those believers that I think that he's as good as he is because he's been in that Belichick system. Right on. So so we actually have a, a next week we're going to feature a guest host and he's actually in in uh, watching us right now and participating. Uh, Chavis is a big Raiders fan. What do you think about that? It's good. <laughs> 
good. So you you think that you guys would benefit from uh, if Tom Brady went to the Raiders in Las Vegas and you guys got rid of Derek Carr? Would that benefit the Raiders? Yeah. All right. Cool. Right on. Well, I'll tell you what, though, is that if this is a preview of you on the next episode, you're going to be pretty boring, too. <laughs> it's good. It's In good. All fairness, he can't hear everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He can't hear He can't hear Mike one. And uh, yeah, I, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So you know, the Raiders fan Travis says it is the bad scene. Oh, God. Yeah. Your guys' chemistry. Uh, great. If we were around a bunch of kindergartners. <laughs> The kids will love it. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't even know where he's going it's with this comment. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so move it on. Move it on. Uh, we'll jump into uh, some MMA, Mike. Is that where we're heading? Or did yeah, you have let's more do some UFC fire? discussions here. All right. All right. Let's talk about, so let's talk about our picks from last week. Uh, we got some <clears throat> good picks. <clears throat> and Tommy, <clears throat> Mr. Undefeated last week, 5-0. and oh. Five Feeling pretty good. Yep. As you should, as you should. Yeah, he definitely uh got lucky for sure. <laughs> Call it what you want. The picks were right. That's true. That's true. I can't I can't take that from you. And then uh Mike One came through with the four and one. Not bad. I did. Not a bad showing. Not bad. Bad. Yeah, and then for me, I was pulling up the rear. Three and two. Almost two and three if I didn't change my Jones pick at the last minute. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So with yeah. that with that being said, is uh I very easily, in my opinion, could have been four and one and Tommy would be three and two. There was a couple of controversial wins uh on the main card. Specifically uh Lewis over Latifi and then um What's your thoughts on that, Mike? Do you watch the fight? Did you agree with the decision for? Because I believe it was a unanimous decision for Lewis. Do you feel that that was correct? Um, I actually didn't. I thought Latifi won the fight. Why? Um, I think that uh, he actually did a good job in striking. I feel like the striking was pretty even, except for the third round. Uh, and then Latifi had the takedowns. I know he didn't do much with the takedowns, but I felt that because he was able to take Derek Lewis down. And control him on the ground, even though he didn't do much damage. I think that was the tiebreaker between uh, the three rounds. I, I think um, the first round was close. Latifi definitely had the second round, and the third round was definitely Lewis. He stole that third round in the last, you know, minute. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have to disagree on the on the takedowns. I don't think <clears throat> I think it was more of an exhaustion thing for mm. Latifi. Um, yeah, he definitely he tries was to wrapping smother people. I mean, there was a couple of times that the ref had to break it up because nothing was happening. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, he you wasn't know? doing anything with the so takedowns. It's hard, it's hard for true. me to give it to Latifi with when that's what he resorted to. Sure. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And and we yeah. all know Derek Lewis is at times a slow fighter. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's always that, that third or fourth or fifth round that he starts coming through depending on, you know, how long the fights are. But it's that, that last round for him where he just really starts to shine because he knows that it's it's now or nothing. But he's a slow fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Latifi was <clears throat> wore out, honestly, and that's why he was doing the wrap ups. I don't. I mean, I think it was just it was a a bad attempt to at trying to win that fight. Yeah, see, got I I got a similar view to Mike. I felt like he won the first and second rounds, maybe not as convincingly as he should have, specifically in the first round. 
Um, I think Lewis, the reason why he came out so strong in the third round was because his team believed that they were behind on the cards. Right. So um, it really depends. Like, uh, does Lewis's great showing in the third round negate, in my opinion, Latifi winning the first two? And I, I, that's not how the scoring works. Is it was, it would have been, on my card, it would have been two rounds uh, to one for Latifi with the first round being like razor thin in his favor. And I think the takedowns matter because if they don't, then George St. Pierre wouldn't have been the champion for as long as he was because he never did anything on top. True. But GSP, when he got to the takedown, like he actually <clears throat> did something. I hate a lot of lay and pray. And, and, yeah. You know, honestly, honestly, with the, with this last fight card, <clears throat> even with the prelims, I was I was a little disappointed in the the judges on this. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the prelims, but the Murphy versus Lee, I honestly was angered at the result of that. And it kind of goes back to that Latifi thing. Murphy won that to wrapping her up, right? To doing a takedown. Got it. Lee was, if you looked at the fighters at the end of this, Murphy got beat up. Yeah. And Lee right. lost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a it's a by-round scoring, so. Right. <clears throat> True. True. And then another uh, controversial one I thought was uh, the main the main card or excuse me the main event which was uh, John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. Um, yeah, and my my thought was is I I gave the first three rounds to Reyes and then the last two to Jones. Um, I know that as people don't like to award championships based off of uh, decisions, they want to see him actually beat the champ. But in this case, I think he. He he pulled the 49ers. And that he well, You think there was enough there to overscore Judge or uh, Jones? I, I I if the way that the scoring is set up is it's by round. I think he won the first three and then tried to coast the last two. And it cost him. Like if he would have came out there like Jones, you know, just proved that um from the first round to the fifth round, he's a threat. And I think that I don't know if Reyes actually had any five round fights prior to this one. I don't uh, think he did. Yeah, nope, so the first I think, one. I think he faded pretty badly in the fourth and fifth, enough to convince the judges to give it to Jones. But, See, I thought he started fading midway through the third. Yeah, because well, I'll, I'll give you the Reyes first and second. I got Jones third, fourth, and fifth. Um, yep. And I, I honestly do think that Reyes's gas tank was just given out. He's not used to that long of a fight. Agreed. Agreed. I think yeah, I rewatched did. the fight. I uh, I do agree that he started fading in the third. I think Reyes did get the first two rounds, but uh, you got to beat the champ. You got to come in. It's in Texas. Like you got you got to come in and win it. It was close. I think Reyes had a great showing. He proved to himself that he belongs. But um, you know, rewatching the fight, Reyes threw a lot of punches. But you know, rewatching it, Jones's defense was really good. Yeah, it was on point. He he was able to uh, you know dodge, block, and just get out of the way of a lot of the punches that Reyes threw. And I think after the fight, you could see that Reyes had way more damage on him than Jones did, and that was just a testament to the defense that he had. And uh, yeah, I definitely do think that uh, Jones won, but it was it was a close fight. Yeah, I think Dana White uh, came out and said that um, that he thought Reyes won on his card too. So. Definitely, is a lot of uh, a lot of mixed feelings about it. I think that. Uh, do you think if if Reyes trains better for a five round fight in a rematch, do you think he he'll do better, or will Jones do what he's done to everyone who's ever gotten a rematch from, uh, just 
come back in there, learn from the first one, and then usually the second one he dominates them. Yeah, I think Jones would come in and yeah. smash him. Yeah, yeah. Now Jones, does, Jones ain't no dummy. There's a reason he's the he's the best. It's right, right. Do you right. think he, Reyes deserves an immediate rematch? Or I'd give no. him two, three fights. Then I'd say he has a rematch. Yeah. Well, really, if, if once he clears everyone out, um, I mean, what's next for Jones? Uh, move to heavyweight. heavyweight. Right. I think he's. I want to uh, see him fight Stipe. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good fight. I Great. think he's got us. I, I really think he's got to stay at light heavyweight for his next fight between the card that's tonight, uh, Corey Anderson, and I don't remember how to say the other guy's name, but um, both of those guys are contenders. I think that the winner of that fight should get Jones, and then after that, Jones move up or or move down. Or, well, not move down hmm. or uh, Asanya move up. Well, you know, that, that's a good point. I mean, it's close enough to his fight that there's not a long gap there. Yeah. So, So that would make sense. I'm sure Stipe needs. Well, I mean, Stipe has got a timeline for recovery right now as well. Yeah, for sure. But I think Stipe is going to fight DC, and then DC will retire. Either you think DC is going to fight again? Yeah, win or lose, I think. Excuse me. I think that he will. Uh, I think he'll fight Stipe one more time, and then that'll okay. be it. Win or lose, he'll be out. Just make one last payday, and then curtain call. All right. So with that being said, is uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you guys is. Um, the scorecards are the way that they score MMA fights. Are these outdated? Be more specific. Well, um, so they only have specific, uh, like criteria for it. Uh, and there's only three judges, um, uh, at the ringside. Right. Right. <clears throat> so a lot of times what they do, like specifically in Olympic boxing is there'll be like 10 judges and then they'll randomly pick three of them as the, mm-hmm. So then that way it is, you know, there's, it's hard to lobby. You don't know who it's going to be. Cause I think a lot of these guys are biased and uh, truthfully, I think they can be bought. And I think that they can be bought and it'll go, um, it'll go with the odds in Vegas. Hmm. That's, that's uh, I mean, it's very possible. I mean, it happened in basketball, right? NBA. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just don't know if these rat or these judges know how to properly judge the sport. Right. I think it's so inconsistent from athletic commission to athletic commission, state to state, and it's so inconsistent, you know, and I just don't know how to solve it. Well, that's uh, maybe Dana we need White to call Vanilla too. Ice. That's what Dana White was talking about when, uh, I mean, because this was after the Texas Athletic Commission on this card. Right. Um, and he said that there was a lot of work that they needed to do with him to get up to speed and to par with what they expect. Yeah, right. and, and some organizations are experimenting with uh, real-time scorecards, so then that way during the fight, the fighters can see if they're behind, and then they kind of know, um, you know, going forward how if they're you know be- behind on the scorecard, they can come in and fight a little bit harder. So knowing exactly where they stand round round by round, what do you guys think of if they were to experiment with that? Well, they're going to uh, in Kansas. They're going to be doing that the real time scoring uh it'll be actually march 6th so so coming up in less than a month it's a invicta fc so it's an all women promotion uh that airs on ufc fight pass and they'll be the first ones to promote the uh open scoring so we'll see how that goes it'll be interesting i wonder if it's going to affect uh people wanting to become judges because the pressure i feel is going to increase for them now right. you know is there going to be pressure now for them to 
lean one way or another when they're scoring and they're leading into the fifth round now? You know, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't See, know. Maybe not. Maybe not. And then my opinion on that is that the all of the judges, they should be former fighters. Um, it would mm. give them kind of a, a retirement option, so to speak. And then they've stepped in the ring and they know what they're looking for and what they're actually seeing. So I think that'd be a great unless idea. Unless they had problems with the camp that one of the guys is fighting oh, with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? But, but, I mean, you I have mean, to it's hold anywhere, them. It's anywhere – there's going to be problems in any, any part of this. True. It's determining which, which problems you're willing to deal with the most. We need to bring in five-year-olds and have them be the judges. Yeah. Well, and these, all, all these commissions, too, <laughs> need to get on the same page. There needs to be a standard for all of them. Right, right. But yeah, you're right, and it varies from athletic commission to athletic commission. So, like, I mean, just recently in wasn't it that New York outlawed MMA, and then they just finally came around. That's yes. why they started having the MSG cards or Madison Square Garden. Yep. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to Dan Ig if you're listening. I'm the only one that had faith in you in your fight. These two picked Bectic. I got true. you, buddy. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. And going back to MSG, <laughs> I like to point out that there's no scientific proof that MSG is bad for you. <laughs> and it does increase the flavor. Yes. Yeah. Hey, we used to use MSG in our cooking back in the day. We were always told it's bad for you. It makes your lips go numb. But guess what? It's proven there's no scientific effects. Well, no, it, makes your, numbing... it makes your lips go numb just in a good way. Exactly. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Every time there's a Howard Stern intro into this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, Sprinkle it on your food. It'll do wonders. That's right. All so right. I, there's a fight that I wanted to kind of go over because we talked about that we didn't know anything from these fighters. It was the Tafa the Tafa Adams fight? Yes. Ooh. I I felt like the Russell Crowe there. Like, are you not entertained when that happened? I mean, yeah. Tafa came out like I when you when you watched everybody's. Um, what they thought was going to happen with the fight, right? Yeah. The commentators. Adams just got destroyed. Right, right. And didn't he, prior to that, didn't he get knocked out by Greg Hardy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. but Tafa also had a fight that he just lost before, too. Right, right. Well, I think that that's just, um, they had a golden opportunity on the main card. Uh, Tafa especially, you know, went out there and made us interested because I, I want to see him fight again. Yeah, I, I want to see you. Tafa fight again, too. Yeah. So, like, we were kind of uh, dogging on him a little bit that they didn't belong on that main card, but, you know, shout out to him to take advantage of it and make us fans. So, good good. Hey, Styles him. make fights. That's right. He must have known. Yep. Yeah, he saw it. He was like, all right, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to wax this fool. <laughs> yeah, and Juan Adams is from te- uh, Houston. And that's where yeah. they were at. Yeah, they're not claiming him now. showing though. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Juan who? <laughs> Going back to Lewis, though, that Lewis fight, I do think he did get a little hometown bias. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hometown. For sure. No doubt. That, that was a little bit of edge, too, in my opinion. I'm not giving into this. I got all my picks right. All right, whatever. Whatever. Tommy, <laughs> two time. Yeah, congratulations. Probably won't happen again. All right. <laughs> well, hey, let, uh, what about you guys are all familiar with BJ Penn, right? The prodigy. My the prodigy, man. right? Hilo, Hilo's on. Yeah, grow up watching this cat, man. Love watching him, man. But, man, seven straight losses in the UFC. And, you know, we'll be honest. You know, usually by this time, seven straight losses, UFC washes their hands and you're off to a lower, you know, promotion. But right. uh, they've kept BJ on. Um, you know, recently he got booted off a card because of a video of a bar fight. 
recently. There's a possible DUI wreck. Like, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Yeah, he definitely has fallen um, out of the good graces with Dana White. And like you said, those seven losses, anyone else, they're, they're on the street. Um, I think he's built his name uh, back in the heyday of the UFC, and he's been able to ride that so far. But, I mean, it's really it's, it's kind of sad, man, because I, I really was always a big fan of BJ Penn, and then to see him fall so far and then so fast, it's it's been tough to watch, man. I hope that he, um, you know, whatever he's going through, gets through it, and I, I just don't know if he should be fighting anymore. So what's, what's the last things he's had? I mean, besides the fights, I mean, he had the... Uh... The fight, like a, a street fight, the bar Hawaii, fight, right? yeah, street yeah. fight, yeah, and it got caught I mean, on video, right. which which got him he, booted from an event, right? But he right. says he's the victim in there, um, right? <laughs> uh, and then now recently is DUI, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think he's been charged yet, has he? No, he has not been. Ch- well, no, yeah, still, as of yet, has not been of, charged. Yeah, no, but. The pictures are in the video are starting to come out. You're right, right to where it'll put pressure on the DA to pursue right. charges. So, right. Did you guys see that um, his car from that? Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. <laughs> it was. Bad. Yeah, he's he's lucky actually to have walked away. Probably being intoxicated is what saved him. <laughs> he went limp. <laughs> <laughs> like a noodle. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It, it, it's too bad. I'll be honest. His last three fights, I think, have really been painful to watch. Like, it's really sad to see him out there because he just is not competing at a high level anymore. Right. I mean, he's just out getting beat up. And it's really sad to watch. I think Dana White should do like what he did to Chuck Liddell and just say, hey, stop fighting. Like, I'm not going to let you fight on this promotion anymore. Yeah, and then we'll just see him on Bellator getting beat up. Well, Penn's, well, got, the rec- Penn's got the record right now. Yeah. Most losses in a row. Yeah, <laughs> for the UFC, yeah. yeah. That's great. So I don't know if that's like, the type of record he wants to set for his legacy, but he, at, right. whether he wants it or not, he's got it. So, because I, I don't remember think we'll when ever he see fought that again. Like Matt Hughes, and like Hughes couldn't take him down. I mean, it was it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was. And then uh, I remember when he took on GSP and how much smaller he was than him. But right. uh, the, isn't that the one where? Um, the Vaseline or the baby oil thing came up, Mike? Yes, yeah. that is correct. Yeah, I think they changed some rules because of that. That's how you know that you have an iconic fight and fighters is if because of your fight, they changed the rules. That's a valid point. Yeah. It's a valid point. Yeah, it's too bad. Shout out to BJ Penn, man. I hope you feel better. Uh, man, get well, man. Get well. We, For sure. You don't need no CTE. <laughs> yeah. Man, just eat some... Just eat some, uh, what do you eat it? Some some spam, man. Mahalo. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. I love like spam. It. I like Shout it. Out. <laughs> Shout out to the spam. <laughs> All right. Well, so so moving on to still contact sport, combat sport, but uh, some news this week that Manny Pacquiao signing with the same management company as Conor McGregor. Could this mean that it's a possible prelude between a fight? Or, or for a fight between the two of these guys? I know there's been mentions and rumors about that potentially happening. What do you guys think? Is this is this a way to pave the way to make it easier? Well, I mean, Pacquiao's been with the same management team for a really long time. The only thing I, I personally think it is, um, you know, because Connor wanted to be the most paid athlete of 2020, and I think this gets him there um, for sure. So it's and then even Connor went after him on on Twitter about it as well. So, I yeah. mean the the you Emmanuel. remember yeah because you remember when he fought Mayweather, 
the prelude to that was, you know, they started calling each other out on social media right. and it just built and built. So I think that it, that a similar process is probably going to happen. I think that Pacquiao's not enough of a villain to draw as well as the Mayweather fight did for Connor. Right. But I mean, the truth is that Connor probably has got, if he fights two more times in the UFC, he's probably going to reach that goal of being the highest paid athlete. Unless Mayweather fights once. Hmm. <laughs> that, that'll that's be a good the, point. I mean, it's yeah. valid. It's valid. That, no, I, I just agree with yeah. you there. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're right. Pacquiao's not going to be the villain to, you know, pull that kind of fight. But I, I think it'll be close to the numbers that you, you know, I think it'll be more than what you actually expect from Prime. Pacquiao because he's got a big following. He does. He does. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of the best for a reason. Yeah. You think that Connor would put on the, and I and I'm I feel very comfortable calling it this, but put on the same act that he did with Cowboy Cerrone, being respectful, or does he go after Pacquiao? Because I think that with his no, I think he'd be respectful. Yeah, I think he has to because it, it would it would go against the narrative of his of his comeback tour. Right, and plus, how are you? How can you be a dick to Pacquiao? However, he's short. If Pacquiao <laughs> were to come out and talk smack, do you think this could be? A huge pay-per-view. I don't, dude. I don't think Pacquiao would though. It's not in. I've never seen him get fired up at any of his opponents. Maybe Juan Manuel Marquez, but then he got knocked the fuck out by him. So I think it'd be a huge pay-per-view. Yeah, Conor McGregor, I will knock you out, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. I'd be like, oh, I'm buying this fight. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. You would anyways. It doesn't matter what either one of them says. That's that's I don't know. Like this isn't a fight that I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like I don't I don't want to pay money to watch this fight. It's not that cool to me. Yeah, I think- I'd rather watch McGregor box a contender in the boxing ring than someone that's on his way out. I just don't think Pacquiao's that guy anymore. Like oh, dude, he's had a great career. You do you didn't- sixty-two and seven and you know with with two draws. Like holy crap, man. So. 71 fights. One of the top contenders right now in boxing was Adrian Broner, and uh, Pacquiao schooled him, made him look stupid. Mm-hmm. Adrian Broner's been in the game for a while, too, though. He's not an up-and-comer. Well, I mean, he's Pacquiao's a payday, so I think that those other guys, those younger guys are going to have to earn it, man. I just, I mean, maybe so. You know, the agency, when they signed him, they say that he's looking to solidify the final years of his boxing legacy, so maybe they're going to put him against some big fights. Bullshit. He's trying to run for president of the Philippines. That's why he's doing this. It's very possible. That can go either way. Yeah. <laughs> he's either going to be too punch drunk to, well, he might be perfect for politics then. Yeah. Right. Literally get some sense beaten to him. <laughs> but, you know, so now that they're both a part of the same management company, McGregor has his own McGregor Sports and Entertainment promotion. Right. I mean, he could put the fight on for them himself. Right. Same way that, like, uh, like Mayweather did in their fight. And so, right. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think honestly, I think McGregor learned a lot from Mayweather as far as his promotion and stuff. Um, I think eventually his numbers in these fights, as long as he can keep winning, they'll surpass him. Right. Yeah, that's good. It's good. It's good stuff though, man. Hey, and then, and then one more thing in, in the boxing field this Saturday, Tyson Fury versus Devonte Wilder. Oh, Wilder. Oh, a rematch. This rematch. Saturday, yeah, 22nd. Wilder. Wilder. <laughs> Thanks I for that, Tommy. <laughs> Wilder. Wilder. Um, so wild. in that fight, so the first one, it was a draw. Um, 
I think that if I remember correctly, I thought that Tyson Fury won the fight pretty easily, but then uh, Wilder's um, power knocked him down a couple times, which kind of evened them out on the scorecard. So it, yeah. it was an interesting fight. Uh, Fury definitely is a better boxer, but Wilder's got that power, man. He's dangerous from 1 to 12. So, How about Fury's Undertaker reenactment in the fight? Homeboy looked <laughs> yeah. like he was out cold. It was, yeah. It was... Eyes rolled back in his head, and then... And, just pops up. Yeah, I was waiting I was for like, him to do the what? tombstone on, he done <laughs> on, the tombstone. on Wilder right after that. <laughs> Man, I was like, this guy was out, and he just got up like it was nothing. Like yeah, he it was, was so weird. Like he came back to life. Like someone resuscitated him. It was so freaky to watch. <laughs> Truly, like I was like, this is guy. Like I, I really think he was out, and he just came to and got up. Yeah, yeah, it was. He was. <laughs> I wonder for a second there, he was like, "Where the fuck am I?" <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> it's like I don't remember. I don't remember oh, drinking man. that much. <laughs> he's a big dude, man. You know, yeah, and he's entertaining though. He really is the Gypsy King, man. He is. I hope he wins. Gosh, um, I hope he wins because then I think it'll force Wilder and Joshua to fight after that. Because he's, I, I think, while uh, Tyson Fury's been. Uh, in negotiations with the WWE to, I think that's his move after boxing. I think that would make sense. I think Joshua's, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe he's back on track after, you know, beating Ruiz now, but I think mentally he was really questioning himself and his abilities. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, cause boxing, MMA, those types of things, elite athletes, it's so mental that when you're questioning yourself, uh man, you're just not gonna perform at a high level. Right on, right on. All right, so I think you had a a, a closing question for us. Uh, I do. I got a random question, and before I ask this question, look, listeners, we're gonna we're gonna put this out on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, it's just a random question. We want to get your answers too, so please, please let us know. And uh, all right, here we go. Random question is. What would be the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger on the street? Yeah, hashtag street creepers. Hashtag street creepers. We're going to look for that on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what it is. Hashtag street creepers. Yeah, but so, you guys, what would be the creepiest <laughs> thing you could say? Well, my, I don't know necessarily. I think that it would be more of an action and it wouldn't require me to say anything is – um, to walk backwards in downtown Seattle with an open six pack of space dust. That would be my action. <laughs> I hope you swallow a cactus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, just, uh, you know, to let everyone in that's it, on the inside joke is this actually happened. Um, one of our co-hosts was, did this exact thing in the middle of downtown Seattle during a friend's bachelor party. And that would be the lovely Tommy two guns. Well, in all fairness, <clears throat> when we bought the six pack, right? We had <laughs> no way of opening it at that point in time. We and did not. <clears throat> so I asked the clerk there if she could open it for me. And then she kindly asked me if I, you don't carry a spoon. And I said, what do I look a heroin addict? <laughs> no, you say, do I look like a fucking junkie? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> Points the same, right? Oh, I was, uh, yeah. So at Highly that point, she decided that she was going to open all of them. Yes, she did. She didn't just crack one. <laughs> she didn't one. crack one. She opened all of them. And we were going to go get into a car, and I can't have an open container in the car. 
<laughs> so my mission at that point was to do whatever I could, and I walked slower backwards. Right, right. And then you made the point that it was still public intoxication. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. You so, know. Yeah, so that was all hands on deck. Just, just so everyone, uh, listeners, just so you know, there is a picture of this exact moment, and it, I will definitely put it you make can sure post it's on picture the exact moment but there it still looks like i'm walking forward it does it's a beautiful part of this. <laughs> that's how you know that he's <laughs> he's intoxicated <laughs> couldn't figure I'm out walking that. backwards but this picture looks like i'm walking towards the camera <laughs> yeah so that's that would be how i would uh the creepiest thing i could do to 300 strangers in seattle <laughs> i will say that that is not creepy at all thank you i would probably just walk up and ask for one of those beers yeah like Right, like but, Johnny was doing all 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 that day, asking right. bystanders for alcohol. That's also right. not true, you piece no, of shit. Is. That was it you. Is. We all have the same story. No, no, we don't. That was you asking random strangers, "Do you have any alcohol on you?" <laughs> some of these people look like they were uh, going to church. Some of them look like they were going to the liquor store. So, I mean, your question kind of matched the crowd. <laughs> you just never know when things are going to change your life, right? Until you take that chance. That's what I was doing, taking a chance. Yeah, cool. If you don't take the risk, you'll never get the reward. <laughs> so the Perfect. creepiest thing I think I could say to somebody on the on the street would, you know, stop. Man, you smell much different when you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, top it. I dare you. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh... Uh, I'm creeped out. Yeah, for real. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it sounds, you know, uh, you truly have to be creepy to come up with that, I feel. <laughs> that came with practice. That sounded like a true uh, professional. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Mike. Let's you hear yours. <laughs> top that, fucker. Hey, man, I don't know. I have I can't top that at all. I don't all. know that you can, but you sh- I sure want to hear you try. Do you try. regret asking this question yet? Absolutely not. Uh, all right. The creepiest thing I could say, I guess, would be like, I took a dump and it looked like you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily creepy. It's, yeah. It's just, if anything, like. somebody that looks like shit. Right. <laughs> Who knows? In, in in Seattle, that might sell well. Some street art. <laughs> was it smeared? Yeah. Man, man, after Tommy gave his, man, I went blank. I, yeah, I didn't sure. compete. <laughs> man, that was too oh, good. Man. I was like, dang, that's like CSI stuff yeah, right the there. Sh- the shit Jeez, art. Please. Hashtag shit art. <laughs> man. Well, hey, listeners, if you got one too, please submit it. Hashtag street creepers. Twitter, Instagram, two genius, one idiot at gmail.com. Please submit it. We want to interact with you and see what was the creepiest thing that you could come up with while passing a stranger on the street. That's good stuff right there. Right Let's on, see if right you can on. honestly pass my creepiness. Uh, yeah, can you outdo Tommy can two you guns Tommy. with his? She's wheeze. Can do something, be great at it, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Well, you guys got anything else? That's it. I think that that's a wrap on episode six. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Mm. 
You have been listening to Two Genius, One Idiot. Who was this episode's idiot? Let us know.